Hey, welcome back to Advice of Our Own, a fanfiction writing podcast with me, Malky. And me, Stella. Our disclaimer here goes as usual. We're not associated with the actual archive of our own or the OTW. We just really like puns. We just will do anything for a good pun. That's a lie and a falsity. That aside, this episode we're going to be talking about constructive criticism both about giving it and about receiving it. Yep, this will probably be about the time in the fanfiction's life where you're just trying to get a beta reader and see how your work is. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about constructive criticism, I feel like I say the thing about, like, all the time. It's practically a catchphrase for this. That's terrible. Well, in terms of constructive criticism, I don't mind. <laughs> all right. Well... Speaking of, it's always important when giving constructive criticism to always be honest and truthful. And since I can trust my sister to be honest and truthful, I can tell that she actually means that she doesn't mind what I just said. So that's the thing. We are built on a trust relationship that is full of a tower of trust falls down a waterfall. Sure, that works. It's always important to keep in mind that when you're building a relationship that has constructive criticism involved, you have to remember that this relationship is built on getting criticism. Like, it's not always fun to get. It's not always fun to hear, hey, this is how you could be better. But if you want to be better, it's definitely something you need to hear. Now, another thing to consider is that some points of your writing career, you might not want or need constructive criticisms for certain works. Like if it's just like self-indulgent fluff, if it's just mindless fun, if it's not something you're trying to get the best of the best, if it's mostly for yourself, then maybe you don't really want to hear constructive criticism and maybe it wouldn't actually be that well... I don't know actually what I'm saying. No, hang on, I'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> Just settle down, settle down, settle down. Settle down. Alright, so basically what I believe Stella's trying to say is that when you're doing fluff or something that's just self-indulgent and something that's for particularly your own enjoyment, and not something that you find serious, then you don't necessarily need to go out and ask someone for criticism. Because the criticism is to make a work better than it is at the moment. It's to take the first draft on to the next step. But that's irrelevant if you just want to write. And, you know, it's fine not to uh, ask for a beta to read it in that case. Basically what I'm saying is recognize in yourself if you really want a beta or if you want someone to tell you it's good. Because if you just want someone to read and enjoy, then a constructive criticism relationship type thing isn't going to work out because you're not going to be happy with any constructive criticism. That aside, uh, when you're choosing a beta, it's have, you have to keep in mind what you're looking for. And you have to tell the beta what you're looking for in terms of constructive criticism. For instance, 
you might want to uh, get some advice about grammar or make sure that all your spelling is in the right order if you don't have spell check. <laughs> or if you're just careless. <laughs> that happens too. Yeah, I mean, that happens to me too. I think another thing about that is if you are looking specifically for more plot consideration, characterization stuff, you might want to give your beta something more grammatically put together so that they can focus on that instead of doing spell check. Oh my god. Do you have a story for us, sister? I'm not going to name names or anything. I'm just going to say that the I'm just going to say that graduate school creative writing workshops are surprisingly Bad quality. Yeah. Like, these are first drafts, first of all. I'm not going to shame them for giving me a first draft, because all first drafts are first drafts, and you know, they're not exactly going to be the best product. But I still expect grammar and actually something structural and an actual plot, and oh my god! Basically something that you can get constructive criticism on. Not something that's just, um, uh, zero punctuation. Uh, <laughs> not something that's like a huge mess that's basically unreadable. Or, it's, like, you have to remember that you're giving your work to someone expecting something in return and they're giving you the time their time to basically read over your work and give you the stuff that you want to hear or need to hear really but if their efforts are all focused on stuff like you didn't put a comma here or you did this dialogue tag really sloppily and everything about this is sort of crap and I have to specify, when Sister is talking about missing commas and dialogue tags, it's not it's not little mistakes that betas are supposed to help with. I'm talk we're talking about really, really shoddy writing. As in like no commas. As in zero punctuation sometimes. As in as in the characters themselves don't even have any separation between who's talking. It was basically a script. It was basically a script, and we even said that in the workshop, and we all tried to make it sound nice, but it was basically a script. So the bottom line here is you have to don't give hold the... your don't hold your editor hostage. There's not going to be any helpful information you can get on prose if you don't write any prose. Uh, it's a grad school. Okay, okay. Let we'll stop gossiping about sisters' terrible, terrible writer classmates. I'm just gonna say terrible, terrible writer classmate. Terrible, terrible writer classmate. I'm okay. So, one, make sure the relationship is built on trust. Two. Don't hold your editor hostage. Don't don't just exhaust them with the burden of rewriting your story. 
And in that respect, maybe make sure your editor is like actually compatible with your style, so that they don't feel compelled to rewrite the whole thing. Because then that's not really constructive criticism. That's just two people who have very different tastes. The most important thing to consider about the relationship is that it's not like two people working against each other. It's constructive, not destructive, like how writing should be, in general. <laughs> it's like you want to get better, and your beta wants you to get better, basically. So, like, the best way to approach it is not by thinking. Of anything as an attack, and like, of course, there's going to be some disagreements where you might go like, "Well, I'm going to write it this way anyway because it makes more sense to me." <laughs> um, Constructive criticism is something to keep in mind, but it's not always 100% solid because, of course, everyone's opinions are subjective. For example, Stella would tell me stuff about wording, and sometimes I'll just say. No, but this is what my intention is, and then she'll say, "Okay," and then I'll say, "Good." I'll disagree, but it's not like it's my story. Exactly. We'll still fight about it, probably、yeah. for a few more minutes. To be honest, like、uh, a lot of screaming, actually. Don't exaggerate. Why do you make this sound like I don't know this huge dramatic soap opera? Because that's what it sounded like when we were doing this about a few years ago with one of my、uh, one shots. So we're basically telling everyone to not do what we do. Well, you can do that if you're like us and sisters, and also we love each other very, very much, and we know when we're being serious and when we're not. Trust always important for beta readers. Honestly, for me personally, I wouldn't really be able to take criticism from a stranger. Or that's not really what I mean. I mean, I definitely value the opinions of my friends far more than I would value the opinions of some rando on the internet. Like, of course, if they have something that I agree with, then I'll have to say, "All right, that's fair." But with my friends, I know their strengths, and I know, for example. Sisters got a real solid grasp on grammar and stuff. So if she goes like, "Hey, this is a no go," I'll have to go like, "Well, she knows her stuff." On the other hand, since we have different fandoms and stuff that we write for, instead I might go to someone else who I know is into the same series. Oh, you know we we were just talking about not taking things personally. Okay, fine. I'll not say aw. I'll say, "Good for you for having so many friends." Thank you. A support network of beta readers who can help you with all your needs. It's great. I got people I go to for characterization. I got people I go to for like prose. I got people I love chatting it out with for diction and stuff. It's good to have a lot of friends. It's good to have bonds based on similar experiences, and those experiences for us are yelling at a blank word document. Ah, <laughs>、uh, though that actually makes me wonder about how you build up a relationship, then, especially if you don't have writer friends normally. Well, 
For me, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about because I don't actually let people who aren't my friends beta my stuff because I have my friends. But there are ways to solicit betas or to or to basically join writing communities. Or you might serendipitously have a very avid reader who likes reading your stuff but is also a good writer and gives you um, some good feedback. I've actually been like solicited by some folks in the mutual fandom who have asked me to like look at their stuff and like always keep in mind that if you're going to a stranger you have to keep in mind that you're going up to a stranger and they might not always do what you want or you have to keep in mind that you are asking for criticism and not unabashed praise. I haven't actually been in that situation but I feel like it might be a concern for some people. But if you know someone might be open and you just go for it they might just help you out. Though you might want to look at their profile first to see if they say that they're open for uh, beta reading. I don't think I've ever seen that, like, people soliciting other fic to read. Well, here's the thing. There was this one time that I was participating in a fanfiction event, and it was required to have a beta reader to at least read over your work once before posting it. And since this particular fic had a lot of medical stuff going on in it, I decided to look around to see if there was anybody who actually had some medical knowledge to help me out. And there was an actual list of uh, people who were open to beta reading. And serendipitously, there was one person who said that they were good at medical stuff. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, there are resources. You can look around. Mm-hmm. Although, along that note, it was very nerve-wracking for me to send this huge fanfic to a person that I've never really talked to or and I didn't really know. So if you're if you feel nervous about that, then that's understandable and totally fine. I have a few uh ways to try to get around it. And it mostly involves a little bit of avoidance. <laughs> Which doesn't sound healthy, I know, but I mean it's just that stepping away from these sort of things helps you to clear your mind and be able to come back with a better, calmer heart. Mm-hmm. So, so in these cases, what I either do is I see the constructive criticism come in and I just say, alright, I'm going to do something else for the day and not open it at all. And then I'll come back and read it and hopefully I'll be a lot more receptive or be able to take it not so personally. It's it's like mental preparation. I don't think that's too much avoidance or like it's healthy avoidance to prepare. <laughs> uh, that's very kind of you to say. I mean you have to watch out for how much you avoid it or how long you avoid it. Have some self-awareness or Mindfulness. I mean, yeah. In that case, though, there's another method you can do, which is you read it immediately, but then you don't act on it until maybe another day when you can think about it and mull it over 
without like any of this trepidation in your heart. Communication is always important. I feel like we're just bouncing around all over the place, but that's fine. If we're going to talk about communication, I mean, I can also say something about that in relation to the experience I related. So, like, I can... Continue. I can connect. <laughs> I can connect that. I got your back. Mm -hmm. And even if you do take this criticism from this stranger, you can still talk it out. Because communication, in this case, is is important. Like, you need to figure out what's working and what doesn't, and figure out why something is working and why something doesn't. So if there's not something that you understand from the criticism, just ask your beta reader. It's a collaborative process. Bounce back and forth until you figure out how your story can be the best story it can be. Yeah. I pretty much pester Stella with questions about Okay, if this version doesn't work, then how about this? Or how about this? Or how about this? Mm -hmm. And now's a good time to discuss also what you should do if you're in the position of giving constructive criticism. Oofa doofa. <laughs> I think that's copyrighted. I shouldn't say that. Copyrighted by who? <laughs> um, the famous podcast brothers, which we will not name. Oh, wow. I don't... <laughs> Well, I wouldn't know. On the beta side of things, you definitely have to remember that you are trying to give constructive criticisms. The method I use for beta reading is basically to leave like Google Docs comments on everything. I never heard of this. That's because we usually beta in person. When I'm betaing and not in immediately talking to the person while reading over their work, then I just, like, we usually just put the whole thing in Google Docs and I leave a comment on basically every sentence I find noteworthy. And that actually also means the stuff that you find interesting, engaging, good, well done. So kind of like a stream of consciousness type thing, huh? Yeah, that's my method of betaing. And hey guys, remember the compliment sandwich? <laughs> Oh my god! It's good to keep in mind. You start with something good, you go into improvements that can be made, and then you end on a general statement that, again, emphasizes the good points. I mean, we do do that in workshops, sort of, except that if I don't like it, then I usually start with something good and then say all the bad things. Hmm. It's like the general method for constructive criticism. And also, I guess I have to say that this is a different setting than fanfiction. So, always keep in mind what's tripping you up. When you're beta reading, you're not just reading as a casual reader. You want to be looking out for ways that it can improve. For me, it's not actually that hard because I'm always thinking about how things can improve. I'm always critically examining media, and I can't turn my brain off for that. Wow, Stella, you're so smart. I'm not sure smart is the right word for that. More like ornery. Wow, Stella, your life must be a terrible, miserable pain. <laughs> anyway, 
Just as the writer needs to keep in mind that they're writing for an audience, the beta reader needs to keep in mind that they're beta reading for an audience. The writer. <laughs> so say what would be helpful, but also say what you enjoyed and say what is really working. The audience of one. The writer. The audience of one. The writer. <laughs> well, in any case... I suppose I should also get into my own method of editing or beta reading. I guess whatever you want to call it depending on the situation. What I tend to do is I read the whole thing and then I read it again. Because reading the whole thing gets me to get my initial thoughts, but then reading it again I can expand on those initial thoughts and start really examining what's going on. And also it helps because there are some things that come at the end of the piece of work that requires lead-up or like foreshadowing or something like that. And I can't know that stuff if I just read it the first time. So mm -hmm. the second time I get to keep in mind the stuff that's at the end and then I can figure out what's working in terms of tone or logic of events and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then, you know, that's how I do it. And in that vein, basically the most important thing to keep in mind as a beta reader, I have used that exact phrase. Basically, another important thing to keep in mind as a beta reader is that specificity is going to be the most helpful thing. Like, if you're having trouble understanding a phrase, think about why you're having that trouble to articulate what could improve it? What could fix it? If you just sort of go like, hey, this is bad, without expanding, then that's not actually constructive criticism. That's just... A vague feeling of discomfort. A vague feeling of discomfort, yeah. <laughs> and then, and also, I always talk about compliments, because when I'm beta reading, I'm beta reading the stuff that's written by my friends, so I always want to gush about how great my friends are. So also articulate what makes something good, if it's like really good imagery or really good build-up. That also helps your own writing too, because when you can recognize what makes something good, what makes something bad, you can incorporate it into your own writing. Not necessarily like, uh, copying it. But basically, the more you know, the more you can write. The more you can write, wow, you're doing it. You're writing. You're doing it. You're making it happen. Exactly. That was a homestuck thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, then. Uh... What else can we say about beta reading? Uh... Well, actually, I'm trying to think because I feel like there's something else to add on to that. Um, mm -hmm. Because, like, in order to be specific, then you have to really think about it. And, but I feel like that was probably already said by you, basically. You have to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, you really do. Like, start thinking about what words mean and how they work together and all that stuff. And that sounds like a lot of hard work for something that's just supposed to be for fun. But... Mm. Writing is hard work and editing is hard work. You're both expecting work from each other and that's like, it, that's what the relationship is. Both of you doing your best for each other. 
I mean, kind of. I mean, you can start out with like vague notes of what places made you feel, and what places made you feel yay, but then you have to go back and actually expand on those. Because you want to help out your writing buddy or your writing stranger person who is relying on you. And also, when you see places that make you go, eh, then you might want to think about ways to make that better and make suggestions on how to make that better instead of going like, eh. Sometimes things are just, eh, but whenever you can, you have to expand. Yeah, exactly. To sum it up, basically, when you're editing, you wanna be specific, remember the positives, because remember, the positives! And you wanna put a lot of effort into it. Like, don't treat it as a serious, serious, serious writing job or editing job, though. Just, just, you know, you do the best you can. And remember, you're doing this to help someone improve, so you wanna, like, put your heart into it. Put your soul into it. Sure. Put your blood into it. Too far. Put your plasma into it. I'm not sure that works. <laughs> uh. Another thing I think is relevant here is leaving comments, because that's a, that's a good way to connect with people, or to like... Hmm, how do I want to phrase this? To let your writers know your appreciation. For the thing they wrote and put out for you to read with your eyeballs. Yeah, like, you know what, you know how hard this is. You know that feedback is important. So, like, leaving comments is a good way to, like, kind of connect with the community, but not necessarily. Just, like, you know what it's like to want feedback. So, be the change you want to see in the world. Leave feedback. I mean, you don't have to leave feedback for every fic that you read, especially if, you know, you don't even really finish it because you don't really care about it. Well, I mean, then what's the point? Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, the thing is, when you're leaving comments, if people aren't asking for constructive criticism, don't give it. When leaving a comment, think about what you want to hear. Like, we've said stuff about specificity. That's that's what we want to hear. Like, a general, this was a nice read, is always enjoyable. It's like a little spot of brightness. But when you dig into it and talk about specifically what the writer is good at, isn't that the best feeling in the world? To know what someone likes about your stuff? Like, basically, you're taking that one spot of brightness and then increasing it exponentially with, uh, in relation to how many words that you use. It's like going from a candle to a heckin' sun. Or a supernova. I don't know. Or a galaxy. Obviously, every writer is different, but for me personally, I would love, like, a high school level essay of analyzing my own work. That's what I'd live for. And, oof. I. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to move this advice podcast into the Stella complaint corner because I've got like uh some advice on comments not to leave. <laughs> Look, uh don't worry about it. I'll balance it out with the Malky apologize corner. 
great. Let's <laughs> let's get this corner going. All right. These two corners at the same place in time and space. 180 degrees. Let's go. <laughs> so I keep on saying, remember, someone's reading this. And that's the most important thing to remember for everything related to writing. Whether you're writing a fic, writing edits, or writing a comment, keep in mind who's reading what you write. So, with that said, if you're writing a comment on the fic, I think it's nice to focus on the fic. Another thing to keep in mind is that you're kind of holding the writer hostage with your comments. Oh my god! It's true! Melky, apologize so the corner no. here. I'm sorry. Sorry for what? I'm sorry for you. <laughs> uh. I mean, I'm not gonna say that you're wrong or anything. I'm just gonna apologize for your wording. And your passion. It's true, though. You're holding the writer hostage with your comment. And what I mean by that is that the writer has to listen to what you have to say, but the writer doesn't necessarily agree with what you have to say. I'll give an example. One time, I was writing fic, and I got a comment about how all the female characters in the source material were terrible, which I didn't actually agree with, because it was a super misogynistic thing to say, and also the person who said it was a super misogynist. Uh. They didn't actually... Let's be real. He didn't actually say anything about my fic. He just talked about how he hated women for a bit. That's a pretty bad comment. So in terms of comment, one, keep in mind, talk about the fic. That's what the writer wants to hear about. Two, don't be a super misogynist. Don't, like, bring in irrelevant opinions that makes you look like a huge tool. Don't be a huge tool. <laughs> uh, that sounds more like an advice for basic human living, but it applies here. Life advice. Don't be a huge tool. <laughs> there you go. You got extra advice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, comments. Kind of in the similar vein to beta reading and leaving edits. Specificity. That's nice. Analysis sometimes is nice, depending on the writer and their own preference, so always keep that in mind. Tell the writer stuff that you, another writer, would want to hear about your own work. So here comes the milky positivity corner. Yay. What's in the milky positivity corner? Uh, I'm going to talk about the comments that I liked. Basically. Talk about the comments you like. Alright, so like... Usually, you know, you get the typical comments of Wow, this is funny, or wow, I like this, or wow, I cried. But then there are people who talk about the specific sections where they laughed, or cried, or... Happied? <laughs> Uh, that's a terrible word. I don't think it works. I'm sorry. I'm a wordsmith, but not a talksmith. Okay. Oh, but I have a complaint corner section to bring into that. To bring oh. in the negativity. Okay. 
If you're going to be copying and pasting sections that you found really fun and really well written, which is a good thing to do, it's good practice, but if you copy and paste those sections, make sure to talk about why you like them. Instead of copying and pasting the person's fic and just adding keyboard smashes, because in that case you're essentially just sending the writer's own fic to them. Okay. Basically what I'm saying is that maybe if you copy and paste certain sections, you might want to have commentary that is as long as what you copy and paste. Malky Positivity Corner! Uh, in terms of copy and pasting, I personally am fine with a section and then saying just a little sentence of I really really love this part because blank. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Those are good comments. I enjoy those comments too. I'm the negativity corner, but let me just say, I love comments, and I've gotten some really good comments, and I appreciate them. Thank you, guys. All you good comments out there. Thanks for visiting me in the positivity corner. Of course. Alright. Another type of comment that I've liked is people asking me more about what ideas I had for the fic. Or just, like... People taking an interest in your work? Yeah, exactly. Um, for example, I would guess there was this one fic that involved, uh, basically an AU where I swapped people's backstories around. And someone asked me about the other characters because I only really focused on one. And then we had a nice talk about, like, my ideas and all that stuff. And they listened, and we both screamed, and it was nice. That's nice! So yeah, stuff like that. I love those. Mm-hmm. Melky negativity corner. Oh, we're switching it up. Uh, plot twist. There are, on the flip side, I also have to agree with Stella here about those short one-liner um, comments where it's just like laughing or crying or just... Not actually saying anything about the fic. Yeah, um, because then I can't really say anything back besides thanks, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And well, that sometimes that's fine. It's, sometimes it's fine, but... But keep in mind that you're talking to someone, and someone is reading what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I don't want to be trapped in a conversation, but on the other hand, I kind of like to address some stuff that the other person is saying, and... I don't know, maybe say some stuff about my method of writing, or my struggles with writing it, or something like, like that. It's like a conversation based on your interest in the writer's process and how they've approached things. That's usually something that writers appreciate. But a conversation for the sake of conversation is a little awkward for the writer. Yeah, you don't exactly know the writer, usually. You don't really have a relationship with them, which is something to keep in mind. 
But if you do want to talk to the writer, you, a lot of people like put links up to their personal blog, places where it's like more uh, appropriate to actually approach them with like conversation. Although, if we're gonna go into this, then it's important to note that you don't idolize the person or <laughs> go like, "Oh my gosh, you're so cool, and I'm so bad, and I'm gonna run away because of your awesomeness." Bye. Remember, remember, someone is reading what you write, and that person usually wants to respond to that, and it's. A little awkward when you put someone in that position. So I guess to sum it all up, just talk like you're talking to a regular person. Just keep in mind that you're talking to a regular person. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like that pretty much wraps it up for comments. To be honest, mm -hmm. that's our salt slash positivity corner, I guess. Yeah. Uh... And honestly, the relationship between a writer and a reader is a very interesting one to consider. In fact, it could be an entire episode to consider. I'm not going to do a whole episode on that. But we can do an episode next time on post-production, which can include the connection between the writer and their audience but also how to write summaries and how to write titles if you're like me and leave that off until the end. Basically, next episode, we're going to talk about marketing yourself. Uh... But anyways, you can contact us at adviceoverown at gmail.com or send us an ask on Advice of our own Tumblr blog. Shoot. <laughs> and the Twitter hashtag advice of our own. That thing too. And those are the things that you can contact us at. We also have the iTunes thing where you can subscribe and also leave reviews. And I guess, you know, you can try to actually apply what we said about reviews to the review corner in iTunes or the Apple no not the Apple the Android the Android thing relevancy relevancy uh we're supposed to sign off now I think and now it's time for me to go to sleep and for Malky to start her day yay time zones <sighs> <laughs> oh, we're a mess. That's a good ending. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> Thank you. I try my best to make good, terrible endings. <laughs>